Hey there, welcome back. Great to be back aboard on another edition of Three Dog Thursday. It is almost that time, the big one. The jolly guy with the big beard and the red outfit trying to stuff himself down the chimney is on the way. And we're on the way as well with underdogs. Great to be back with you. I'm merely TJ Reeves. Uh, Kyle Perviance is back here aboard. Uh, that means that Kyle got at least two right, which he did last week on the program on Three Dog Thursday to survive and advance and come back for another show. Kyle, good to have you back aboard here on Three Dog Thursday. Yeah, I'm excited. And look, I've been called Fat Santa recently. I've been getting body shamed <laughs> of my girlfriend for the past three weeks now. I mean, in front of my friends, family, my mother called me. I had my shirt off for a brief instance when the sun was out. Oh. My mother, my mother lives a few houses down. She literally called me looking out the window and said, uh, are you sure you're not just going to get a Santa suit and be Santa for all the kids? So <laughs> things have really gone downhill there. I, see. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to brag too much. We know the sports betting gods can be very, very fickle. So I want them to know I appreciate their grace last week. Don't, yes. hate, don't hate all the social media posts. Don't hate any of that stuff. It's just part of the gig. And I'm hoping for some more grace this week, and I'm happy to be here. And I'm really happy to see Gary's face. I haven't seen it in a long time. So I get to learn I get to learn some college football stuff as well. So we I love it. Always that. love the insight of Gary Seegers, who's back for another round on Three Dog Thursday. You know, uh, you don't have to answer our phone call and text. You're always gracious to do that whenever we center you back in. And hey, it's bowl season. Somebody's got to straighten us out on the five hundred and seventy-nine bowl games, and Gary's gonna help with that <laughs> as he and Parker and Kyle do a great job on the Bet US college football show but brother Seegers, good to have you back here on three dog thursday you've had a couple of stints this year where you've had some success good to have you back oh i am i'm certainly glad to be back actually uh i wanted to make sure that i got my record correct because i knew that you would not say it on this show but nine two and one on this show not too nine, shabby nine not two and shabby. one we will take we will yes. take even less than that, but nine, two, and one, we will definitely, yes. that's like gifts under the tree, people. That's like stocking stuffers here. Well, and uh, and the Seeks. only reason, now that we think about it, the only reason why I was kicked out the first go round was because I went one, one, and one, thanks to Arkansas doinking a field goal uh, when I had you them remember. plus two against AM. Of course, I remember this. And uh, of course, it is great, by the way, to see Kyle again. He and I have been doing this since, I believe, 2018. Uh, I've hopped on the NFL show with him multiple times. He's hopped on with uh, with myself and my former partner, uh, Chris, and whatnot. So, yeah, we, we have been, uh, I guess, coming up in this for quite some time. We are all chummy. We're all getting along. We're all loving the insight and everything that uh, that happens here across the BetUS platforms as well. Again, thank you for finding us. We need to give you a little disclaimer here that we're here out on Thursdays, and obviously you can participate in this show as well. You can make your own predictions and get a chance at some BetUS Three Dog Thursday swag. That's right. Get a shirt. Get a sweatshirt. Get a mug. Get whatever you like. Make your predictions in the comments section below. Load up for the holidays here. One entry per person per show, though. Make three predictions for those underdogs simply to cover. College football, NFL, some combination thereof. Make the picks down below us, and you've got a chance to win. First person that gets all three correct, it'll be documented down below. First person that gets all three correct wins uh, an opportunity to go into the BetUS Three Dog Thursday store and pick out some swag on us. So take advantage of that. And again, as I constantly say, Kyle has heard me say this. Gary's heard me say this. If you're new to the show, do not edit your picks. If you edit your picks, we have no way of knowing when you did that. For all we know, you did it while games were going on and while the results were maybe even in. Do not do that. So uh, don't edit the picks, people. I think I've emphasized that enough. Just make your picks down below us. 
and uh, and get in on Three Dog Thursday. And by the way, you can go in there and get some great swag uh, from uh, BetUS.com slash Three Dog Thursday. You can purchase the swag the same way. You just got an opportunity to win a shirt, a sweatshirt, a mug, uh, whatever you like, stickers for the laptop. You see all that stuff that's in there that's available for you to buy from us here at BetUS and Three Dog Thursday. We're going to get into the prognosticating. Again, the handicappers are looking to get two correct uh, to return to the show, two out of the three correct. So we'll do that round by round in just a moment. But, Gary, I want to say this uh, before the show begins. I haven't really had a chance to articulate this yet on BetUS uh, here. We did uh, uh, back on the BetUS college basketball show just briefly. But you guys have been talking, obviously, about the passing of Mike Leach, 61 years of age, the former Texas Tech, the former Washington State coach, now at Mississippi State the last three years. What a colorful character. What a tremendous offensive mind and football coach. Uh, just an awful circumstance. Uh, heart failure for him had been uh, ill apparently for several days. It got worse, and, and now the worst possible news that he's passed away. Gary, say a couple of more words if you would. You've been saying a bunch on the Bet U.S. College football show, but say a couple of words here on Three Dog Thursday if you would. I do think it is incredibly fitting that we talk about Mike Leach on Three Dog Thursday, right? This is a show specifically about underdogs, and with him coaching in Lubbock, Pullman, and Starkville, uh, he fits the mold Perfectly. Uh, he was known as the pirate. Obviously, uh, you can't still or you can't tell the story of college football uh, without him. So obviously, I think they're going to change the rules with the College Football Hall of Fame. You have to have at least a uh, 600 uh, winning percentage uh, to get into the College Football Hall of Fame. He is 596. I think that's going to change. I think they're going to let him in because he he helped originate the air raid offense, uh, which you see those schemes all over the NFL, all over college football. You can't get away from it. Uh, when you look at who just won the Heisman Trophy, uh, the guy that learned how to coach offense there, Lincoln Riley, like he is the coach of Caleb Williams. Uh, he coached under Mike uh, uh, Leach. I mean, it just correct. It, everything about this is not just a loss for Mississippi State, uh, but just a loss for, and, and really not just a loss for college football, it's a loss for sports. He was one of the most authentic figures in all of the sports world. Uh, there was never a question that he wouldn't answer. I think that was the, the most fun thing about him, was he would always tell you exactly uh, what you wanted to know. Right. That's, that's, the, that's biggest the point. That's the point is that in a, in a world of college coaches and NFL coaches, NBA coaches uh, all over the place that say nothing, stock answers, cliches, don't give them anything. He was the exact opposite. And Kyle, I know uh, you're not a huge college guy, but you're yeah. up in the Pacific Northwest where Mike, Mike Leach mm -hmm. suddenly came to Washington State and electrified things, got them in the Pac-12 title game. But this is a man, as we keep joking about uh, in fond remembrances, that could weave in and out in the same press conference in the same thought about dinosaurs the air raid offense and then ice cream he could he could rotate right. around all of those things and navigate around all of those things what a colorful character Kyle any final words before we move along here yeah I think that says a lot I am not the college football aficionado that Gary Seegers I do not know who coaches at San Jose State football I didn't even know they had a team until we talked right before the show so but Mike Leach you know who Mike Leach is right and no one ever had a bad thing to say about him colorful popular seemed lovable everywhere he went worked hard it just shows you life's you just can't take anything for granted right you just have one thing there and you know you sit around this time of year and you're supposed to be appreciating your family your loved ones and it's a shame that life can be so fragile so i think it's a lesson look you know no one expected we expected to have press conference after press conference from mike leach and it ends 
just like that. The world's a sure. funny, funny place. The universe is a funny place. Appreciate what you have. Kiss your loved ones. Tell them you love them. And, and Mike Leach is going to be missed. For for all the college football I don't know, one guy I would tune in to watch his press conferences is a guy like Mike Leach. So it's, it's no a big doubt. loss. Just just all, all around, it's a big loss. No doubt. Final win, as Gary knows, was in the Egg Bowl against the rival uh, Ole Miss. And uh, his team will persevere on and play in their bowl game. So we'll get into all of the bowl games coming up. But we thought we would do that justice here on Three Dog Thursday. So, again, the handicappers and with me, we can pick college games, NFL, or some combination therein. So now we have bowl games to get into. I mean, uh, Kyle, on your rookie experience last week, it was all NFL, basically, mm-hmm. unless we were going Army-Navy, which turned out to be a fantastic game. It was all NFL. We can go combinations, etc. It's three rounds. The host begins. So let's get it underway on Three Dog Thursday. And game number one, and I'm not wasting any time, kids. Kyle, Gary, audience, let's go right to Thursday night football. And a team I just saw, the Brock Purdy-led San Francisco 49ers are traveling into Seattle. Uh, and look, they thumped my Buccaneers. You, you think you had a bad Sunday, audience, Kyle, Gary? I stood in the cold and the rain and watched Tom Brady and the Buccaneers get humiliated, get browbeaten by a third-string Mr. Irrelevant rookie quarterback who had a 35 to nothing lead at one point. Kyle, what was I thinking taking the Buccaneers on Three Dog Thursday last? Oh, I was thinking that the Hall of Fame quarterback, mm-hmm. Tom Brady, the GOAT, would be able to get it done for the Bucs. It wasn't even close. Now we come around to just four days later and we've got a couple of different things that are working in this number one Debo Samuel injured Gary and Kyle and audience uh, Brock Purdy even has a slight injury has an oblique injury it's got him limited in practice we don't know how effective he can be in the game Thursday we know the Seahawks have lost last Sunday simultaneous to the big 49er win the Seahawks were losing to Carolina so now they trail San Francisco by two games in the division with four to go this is a must win if you're Seattle and hunting the playoffs they're at home I'm getting points I got loud crowd that Purdy didn't have to deal with the last two weeks while they played at home and I'm getting points here what am I missing I know I'm going back at the 49ers two weeks in a row but I love this spot with the Seattle Seahawks on Thursday night football Kyle to you for a thought real quick how out of line am I in isolating the spot and saying I don't think San Francisco is going to be that good on the road especially without Debo Samuel to help him out I don't disagree with you it's it was a spot that I was close to taking but my problem is I've been underestimating the 49ers all year long I thought two weeks ago against Miami that that secondary would struggle against those receivers for the Dolphins they did not last week you heard me say it on the show I mean conventional wisdom tells you you take Tom Brady over, you know, maybe the next Tom Brady and Brock Purdy. And we told a little story about how these guys sort of come into play. The problem for me and why I didn't jump on this is the Seahawks are not good against the run. And it's a problem for me. And I don't trust teams that can't stop the run. Now, they are going to have advantages in the secondary. I think Lockett and DK Metcalf have a shot to have good games. But we're sort of starting to see Geno Smith become Geno Smith. Like, it was this kind of weird story. Like, where in the hell did Geno Smith come from? How is he... Right. All of a sudden, the number one rated quarterback in the league didn't make a whole ton of sense. Starting to see that offensive line struggle a little bit. You're not running the ball against the 49ers. So even though I agree with you, and the three and a half is not a number I would take for the 49ers. You mentioned the Debo Samuel injury and Brock Purdy. It looks like he's going to play and, and be just fine. But you're right. First ever career road start. Loudest stadium in the league. If the 49ers win this game, they clinch the playoffs and the division with a win here. A lot on the line for Seattle, who's sort of been an underdog story all year long, you know, in the spirit of the show here. They've been an underdog story all season long. 
but I just can't keep underestimating the 49ers. And I got to see more out of that Seahawks rush defense before I can start betting them. Well done on all of that, Gary. Just a quick thought here, if you like, before we move on, that uh, that Seattle, maybe some of the mojo is is coming off. Some of the luster is coming off. They've had some losses. My Buccaneers got to them, to Kyle's point, and ran on them in Germany. And the Bucs have run, have run against no one all year long except Seattle. So that's obviously concerned with McCaffrey being able to run it. I saw that 49er defense. It's legit with Bosa and Armstead on that defensive line getting after Geno Smith in this game. I just like the spot here. Gary, any quick thought before we move on? I can certainly understand liking the spot. I mean, if you think about it, the obvious uh, buy low, sell high spot is perfect here. And you've got division rivals. you got a short week. Uh, yes, taking the dog makes absolute sense. And in Seattle, you look at the numbers all year long. They've been short on them all season. Uh, this seems like a good spot. And I agree with Kyle on, on the run defense, but... I mean, we're talking about a Thursday night. Uh, We're not sure about the quarterback situation for the 49ers here. I like Geno Smith. Uh, Yeah, I I could certainly see why you would roll with that. All right, good enough. So underdog number one and round number one is an NFL one on Thursday night football with the Seahawks. Let's move on. Gary is up next and the first of a bevy of bowl games. Are we playing 279 bowl games this year, Gary Seegers? I'm not sure, but one of them. I think it's 281. It's the (laughs) Cure Bowl in Orlando as Kyle shakes his head. There are a ton of them. The Cure Bowl is Texas, San Antonio, and Troy. Why are you loving you some Texas, San Antonio Roadrunners on Three Dog Thursday, Gary? Meet me first off. Uh, UTSA has been absolutely fantastic on offense this year. Uh, you go back and look at what they've done over the years, though. Uh, that's what I'm really paying attention to. 15 and 5 against the spread as an underdog under Jeff Trailer. They are fantastic in that role. Uh, both of these teams closed out the year with 10 consecutive wins and capped it off with a conference championship. Of course, Troy in the Sun Belt and UTSA in Conference USA. Uh, Frank Harris, the quarterback, announced that he is going to return for another year of school. He really could have been an NFL quarterback. He could have transferred out and gotten just a bevy of cash. Does it surprise you that he didn't enter the transfer portal because 893 other guys have, and a lot of guys are turning pro? Does it surprise you that he's sticking around and playing in the bowl game? Uh, no, it does not, because with him coming back next year, I think he got a huge NIL deal uh, at UTSA. So I think that the the boosters and whatnot around there, the community made sure to take care of him. So he is mm-hmm. he's going to be well taken care of. He's going to make a little bit of cash right. for this. Uh, along with this, Jeff Trailer's father passed away. Jeff Trailer, of course, the coach at UTSA. His father passed away on Monday, and he was seriously debating not coaching in this game, uh, but his mother told him that he has to coach in this game. Uh, the players are hyped up for it, etc. cetera. Uh, Troy has just kind of been living on the edge. They, they win a ton of one-score games. But when you look at what they're doing, uh, this team is number 49 in standard downs PPA. Uh, UTSA, uh, UTSA's offense is number seven since week eight. UTSA stays ahead of the chains. That's something that Troy, even with that great defense, is not great at doing. Uh, I like what John Summerall has done thus far this year. But in this spot, UTSA, who is 0-3 straight up in their last three bowl games, they want to win this one. A huge motivation factor uh, for UTSA here. I will take the Roadrunners, meet me, plus two. All right. We'll see if they go beep beep or not. This is a Friday night game in Orlando, Florida, with a bowl game, getting the bowl game season underway. Kyle, you have already said you're not a big college football guy, but you want to jump in here. You I just have wait. a question. Go. I need to know what's going on with the booster situation at UTSA. Like, what do you get? <laughs> 
like uh, like free Reds backwood barbecue and like socks, <laughs> cowboy this, boots. What are yeah, you what kind of comfort do they have at UTSA? They I can't know. have. I, uh, I, some, I don't know what maybe, kind of build deal. Maybe you got one of those cool starter green jackets. Chili, green chili, green chili enchiladas. Like, there could yeah. be a lot of different things uh-huh. that could be <laughs> okay. flowing. There for that. Nonetheless, nonetheless, Seegers is on the Friday Night Bowl team, UTSA, the Roadrunners in the Cure Bowl in Orlando. All right, Kyle, off of that, we somehow segue to Saturday. We've given you a Thursday underdog. We've given you a Friday underdog. Let's go to Saturday. The NFL playing a Saturday triple header that includes the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Kyle, why do you like the Dolphins who struggled in California losing to the 49ers, staying out there and then losing to the Chargers? I had the Chargers. Thank you. Last week on Three Dog Thursday. Now you go back to the Dolphins. It's a third straight road game for them. Why do you like them in this spot against the Bills? Something's wrong with the Bills. And Josh Allen, I know he had that UCL injury. He can throw the deep ball just fine. We saw him throw, I think, the longest recorded pass in the entire season, a 69-yard Hail Mary. It was the longest throw all year long. But you can see on these intermediate balls, something's not right. The ball's floating on him. It's sailing on him a little bit. He seems more hesitant to run. The offense doesn't look great. And now we're getting it in Buffalo at night, cold weather, wind around 10 miles an hour. Now, look, the Dolphins aren't necessarily built for cold snow northeastern weather but the bills certainly aren't we've seen them struggle offensively when the weather gets cold even last week against the jets they were barely able to get to 20 points they had no points in the first seven points i believe in the first half the dolphins are going to be be able to do enough here i know jeff wilson jr dealing with an injury tyreek hill he's going to play he's been dealing with that his whole career he's he's a little guy he gets banged up but he's going to play dane jackson tredavious white teron johnson they're good corners, but they don't have the kind of quickness and speed to deal with these guys. I think the Dolphins are able to put up enough points here. I don't think the Dolphins win. Uh, they're not good against good teams. We've seen that all year long. That They beat up on the bad teams and sort of shy away against the good teams here. But Buffalo doesn't run the ball well enough for, to scare me here. I think Xavier Howard can stay with Stephon Diggs. It's another case of buying low and selling a little bit high. Everyone's a lot lower on the Dolphins than we were three weeks ago. Over a touchdown, cold weather, divisional game, one you need to win to sort of solidify your playoff positioning. I like the Dolphins here, plus seven and a half. Interesting, and it's revenge for Buffalo here because the Dolphins Mm -hmm. beat them in Miami in a big fourth quarter comeback. So we'll see if they do keep it close, Gary. I don't know if you have any real quick thought before we get back to the bowl games, but uh, Allen and the Bills are one of the favorite teams right now to not only be in the Super Bowl, but maybe win it. And Kyle is sensing that there's maybe still something wrong with the arm. Any thoughts, Gary, before we move on real quick? Oh, I agree. I, I don't think it's just the arm, though. I, I think that there's something going on with that team. They just mm-hmm. they haven't seemed to gel exactly right. right over the last however many weeks. And they'll have a big game here and there that kind of gets everybody off their case. Uh, but for the season long, I mean, it's just been like this uh, the, the whole time. Uh, but what Kyle said about, uh, you know, buying low it makes perfect sense here. Everybody saw what happened Sunday night with Tua and, and the Chargers, right? Uh, everybody's off the Dolphins bandwagon. It, it makes perfect sense here, especially with the hook. Yeah, I, I like the Dolphins here. And uh, it should be noted, Kyle went against the Bills last week. He's coming back for seconds, an extra helping. Mm-hmm. We all love that this holiday time of year. Go back right. and go get more stuffing. Go get back and get more dessert. <laughs> what? Go back and get a little Dolphins on Saturday okay. night. Again, that's a Saturday night game uh, in uh, Buffalo. Going to be cold. Let's see what the Dolphins look like. Uh, for that matchup. Let's continue on Three Dog Thursday, round number two, and look at this. I am going to go bowling. I am going to go, what is this? The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. 
They, this is sponsored by the comedian, the late night talk show host, I guess, and ABC. They're playing this at SoFi Stadium, the home of the Rams and the Chargers, the home of the college football playoff championship game, by the way. We'll be there in a couple weeks, Gary, as you know, and audience, uh, you may or may not know that. Washington State and Fresno State are playing in this L.A. Bowl. Fresno State off of the uh, conference tournament win at Boise State, so they're kind of rolling along on a high. I like Washington State. Uh, with an upset win at Wisconsin, won some games late in the year. I know they lost the Apple Cup game to Washington, the rival team. But Cameron Ward, the quarterback, threw for 3,000 yards. This is a lot of uh, of points here. This is not a pick em game on a neutral field. Give me Wazoo here in this situation. Uh, again, they finished the season strong. They, they, they scored on Washington. They just couldn't stop Michael Penix in Washington in the Apple Cup game the last time we saw him a couple of weeks ago. Fresno State doesn't seem to me they run the ball. They don't have a high-powered offense. I think Wazoo can win this game, so I'm going to take the three points on the neutral field at SoFi. Gary, a quick thought before we move on to your next bowl game pick real quick. I can't fully disagree with you on it. I'm I'm staying away from it because Washington State has lost both of their coordinators this offseason, so they will right. not have either their offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator. D.C. doesn't hurt as bad. He's headed over to Arizona State to join uh, Kenny Dillingham's staff. The offensive coordinator, Eric Morris, is the play caller. He's the guy that brought Cam Ward in. Uh, that's a little tricky. He is uh, He's headed to North Texas as their new head and coach. And it's confirmed that he's not coaching the bowl game, right? Uh, yes, from what I understand, yes. So everything that I saw yesterday, he is he So am is I down about to Ditton, retract to my pick on Three Dog Thursday of mm-hmm. Washington State? Because I don't have the I don't play. know that I, I would... am still, I'm still sticking with them. They still got yes. the QB. I think they'll find a way. To get this done here, I think there. I mean, one thing we also look at in these bowls, do we not? Who's motivated? Who's interested? Certainly, you would think Fresno's motivated, but I think Washington State is motivated here to be here. Oh, I, I think they want to prove something, and I, I just like them in the spot, Gary. Hey, what like a, what a change, right? Because last year they were in the Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas. Like in late December, it was nasty. It was whatever. <laughs> now they're in L.A. for this bowl. Uh, they got to go up against Jake Hayner, of course, the quarterback yep. at Fresno State. Uh, Fresno, mm-hmm. by the way, 6-2 and two against the spread, their last eight against the Pac-12. So it, this is not an uncommon thing for them to be able to cover. Uh, however, they're not usually the favorite in that spot. So this one's a little little tricky. But, uh, but yeah, I could, I could see this. Three and a half, it makes sense. All right. So that's the underdog I'm taking. Let's continue on the bowl theme on Three Dog Thursday. Gary Seegers has another one, and it's also out west. What do you like here for your second underdog in round two? We're going to Las Vegas. And, of course, obviously, big fan here, of course. Uh, But, yeah, I'm going to take the Florida Gators plus 10 against Oregon State. Now, you might look at this and say, what are you doing? Like, Aventro Miller, the linebacker, that he's headed to the NFL. He's not going to play. Anthony Richardson, the quarterback, he, he's all they've got on offense. What are you doing? Jack Miller is the backup quarterback. He's going to be healthy. He is going to play in this game. Billy Napier, the head coach of Florida, 17-3-1 against the spread as an underdog, including 5-0 and this year as a dog at Florida. Now, they're only 2-3 and three straight up in those games, but you're giving me 10 points here with a team that is significantly more talented? Uh, yes. I think one of the situations here that I really like is the fact that Oregon State does not have a bunch of film on Miller throwing the football. You're going to run a different style of offense with Miller than you are with Richardson. So while Oregon State can run the football, and they have been absolutely dynamic at it, uh, they are, let's see, number two in success rate rushing the football uh, over the last six weeks. 
And Florida's defense ain't great at stopping the ball or stopping the run, but I think that they're still going to be able to score enough. Ricky Pearsall, et cetera, those wide receivers. I like that that, uh, that offensive line is going to play. I like what they're doing on standard downs, et cetera. I like Florida's offense to be able to put up some points here. I don't know that they win the game outright, but this thing was five and a half when it opened. It got all the way up to 10. Yeah, give me give me Florida on a bit of a buyback, plus 10. Interesting, and I was all over Oregon State on Three Dog Thursday in that matchup that don't call it the Civil War game with Oregon mm-hmm. where they came back from two touchdowns down. And, Kyle, I know you're shaking your head. You're there in the state of Oregon. It was mm-hmm. a great comeback win for them over the Ducks. I don't think Oregon's figured out yet three weeks later how they lost that game. But yeah. what does it translate to here for the Las Vegas Bowl? Gary Seeger says Florida Gators will get it done. We continue with our handicappers in round two. Again, they're trying to get at least two correct out of college football in the NFL to come back on the show. Kyle, give me another underdog. I know you're going back to the NFL this time on Sunday. Give me another doggy that you like and why. Oh, so I'm not doing the Lady Gaga pancake bowl. We're not doing that. No, that will not be the case. <laughs> not not the Lady Gaga pancake bowl. Look, I'm taking the Titans here plus three. I'm just realizing, too, I got the Dolphins eight and a half on the show. I even love that even better. I got yes. an extra point than I thought, so that makes me very happy. Look, and this is another case of buying low, selling high. Chargers as a favorite. The Chargers are one of the worst run defenses you're ever going to see. They were a little bit better on Monday night, and that's the Dolphins are just a little out of sync. And Jeff, they're still trying to figure out how to use Mostert. And Jeff Wilson, but the Titans are not trying to figure out how to use Derrick Henry. When you True. look at Mike, when you look at Mike Vrabel since he's been with the Titans, 60% overall as an underdog against the spread, 57% as a road underdog, and get this, as a three-point or fewer underdog, 75% ATS. Mike Vrabel against Brandon Staley. Are you kidding me? Brandon Staley is one of the dumbest coaches I have ever seen grace the side of an NFL field. <laughs> I remember quite astutely a few years ago, Gary told me how Zach Taylor was a moron. We we figured that out. We talked about the Mike McCarthy's and but Brandon and uh, Anthony Anthony Lynn. Ooh, that was bad. Brandon Staley is somehow worse. I mean, if you just watch how this guy manages a game and the decisions he makes, it's putrid. And I know he's a young, good defensive mind from the Rams, et cetera. I get it. But he does not know how to manage a team. You have two contrasting styles here, especially defensively. The Titans allow the most fantasy points in the league to opposing wide receivers. They're really bad on the outside. They've been pretty solid in the slot, actually. But I don't bet teams that can't stop the run. Chargers feeling themselves a little bit. Big win last week. Titans coming off an embarrassing week. They bounce back this week. Derrick Henry has a huge game. And we'll see if those defensive starters, Derwin James, Sebastian Joseph Day, if they're able, to, if they're not able to come back, it's going to be even more difficult I think that run game keeps that Chargers offense on the sidelines. I think the Titans have a great shot to win outright, but they certainly cover the three here. All right. Interesting. They lost badly to Jacksonville last week. Do we credit the Jaguars more? Do we blame the Titans more? I don't know. Kyle is undaunted. Gary, do you have any thought here? You just want to move on on Titans getting some points. They've lost their last three road games and failed to cover any of them, but they had covered eight straight road games before that. So maybe they get the mojo back here late in the season on the road, the Tennessee Titans. We'll find out. Gary, any thought? Or you want to move on? I, I do like them quite a bit in this matchup. And based on what they did last week, absolute perfect buy spot. I've already got a bet in on them. Like I, I, I've taken them on the money line this week. Uh, because, again, this is another one of those where everybody saw what the Chargers did last week, and everybody saw that the Jags beat the Titans by two touchdowns. Now, that Jags team is not awful. Uh, I like what Peterson's doing there. But uh, – but it's not what you had come to expect from Tennessee. Yeah, I, right. I like this matchup big time in the in the Titans' favor. 
And, and an right. important point too at SoFi. I've been to plenty of games at SoFi. That's not a home. This is not a home field advantage for the Chargers. LA does Correct. not give a damn about the Chargers <laughs> at all whatsoever. So this is going to be a pretty 50-50 crowd, even though it's the Titans. So all right, good enough. Uh, let's move on to round number three, and I am going back to the National Football League for a second time, and a Pittsburgh Steeler team that a lot of people gave up on, and especially early on in the year because they had gone to the rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett. They had all the injuries. Don't look now. Don't laugh now, Three Dog Thursday audience. They are in range to get in the AFC playoff picture as a wild card. I'm not saying they can get there, but a win, which I think they're likely going to get here at Carolina, puts them in the conversation if they can get there. They played Baltimore tough, even though the Ravens did not have Lamar Jackson. Kyle says, thank you very much. He had the Ravens. He had the points. They won the game uh, at Pittsburgh. All right, so now we come around to this matchup with the Panthers, who were off that upset win all the way out in the Pacific Northwest over the Seahawks, come all the way back home where the Steelers are 3-0 and already, having beaten the Buccaneers, the Saints, and the Falcons against the NFC South. Mike Tomlin right now is 4-4-1 and this season as an underdog. The defense is healthier. They can run it some with Najee Harris. I'm not believing that much in Sam Darnold. I know he played better on, on the game with uh, uh, the Seahawks last week, but I think they can rattle him, Pittsburgh's defense, and I think the Steelers win this game outright early on Sunday. So thank you. I will take the points on Three Dog Thursday here for the Steelers on the road to complete the sweep. And I'm no Steeler guy. I don't live in Pittsburgh. I have no allegiance to the Steelers. I just like the opportunity here for Mike Tomlin's team to show again. They have been good, not awesome. They've been good the last four or five games, and I think it will continue in Charlotte. Uh, Kyle, real quick, any quick thought on this before we move on? Yeah, I was real close on this one. I was real close. I wanted to make sure Kenny – look, I don't think Kenny Pickett's that much better right now than Maserati Mitch, but uh, I would still would prefer him to be in there. This one was tough for me, but I, I slightly agree. I'd prefer this game be in Pittsburgh. I like Tomlin at home a lot more than I like uh, his teams on the road, but I think you're on the right track here, and you're never taking Sam Darnold as a favorite, right? We're not doing that. The Lego policeman himself, and I'm telling you, pull up a picture of a Lego policeman, pull up a picture of Sam Darnold. You'll never unsee it. He looks like he's out there putting out fires in Legoland. That's what's happening with Sam Darnold. Uh, well, he was good enough last week. You mentioned earlier yeah. in the show, Geno Smith threw a couple of interceptions that opened the door. Yeah. Uh, Steelers, again, were impressive a couple of weeks ago in Atlanta and won the game in Atlanta against Mariota and the Falcons. I think they just stay on the NFC South tour and get – the win. We continue on Three Dog Thursday in round number three. Gary Seegers, you're up one final time and one more bowl game. What do I, what do I see? Eastern Michigan, San Jose State. We're going deep. What, which bowl game is this and what do you like? Go for it. Yeah, we're going to the blue turf. This is the famous Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise, <laughs> Idaho. Uh, that's right. It's Tuesday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. Now, Chris Creighton, Eastern Michigan's coach since 2016, 33-15 and 15 against the spread as an underdog. That is 68.8%. This dude just covers. 3-1 and one against the spread in bowl games. And when you look at what San Jose State has done to close out this season, 0-7 against the spread down the stretch. Absolutely awful. Uh, the biggest thing for San Jose State is their defensive line is supposed to be the strength of the team, right? Uh, everybody says they've got a salty defense, etc. And that salty defense is number 96 in PPA per drive uh, defense since week eight. They are number 93 PPA per rush. That is predicted points added, by the way, for anybody that questions. Uh, okay. They are they are not good. Eastern Michigan likes to run the ball quite a bit. Uh, the new quarterback Taylor Powell uh, has done awesome. Chris Creighton. Five and one in one possession games this year at Eastern Michigan. 
This is a four-point spread, a one-possession game. I like Eastern Michigan outright in this game. Uh, but, yeah, this is this is certainly a, a weird spot. I, I like Eastern Michigan and what they're bringing to the table, uh, especially for an afternoon Tuesday bowl game on the blue turf. I was just going to say that because you don't know what you're going to get with some of these games, as we keep saying, because how many fans from Eastern Michigan are there on a Tuesday in Boise? How many San Jose <laughs> State fans are there on a Tuesday in Boise? I mean, are we going to have more people at a Walmart on Black Friday fighting over the PS3 games? I don't know uh, that are going to be at this bowl game. Uh, we were on Eastern Michigan. I was on Eastern Michigan on this show late in the year in the college football season because they're so good against the number. Gary says, thank you very much. I will take those points as well. All right, Kyle, we're going to wrap it up with you. One final underdog on Three Dog Thursday. It's back to the NFL, and it is a large underdog this week. Tell me more about the Chicago Bears. What do you like? Well, I got to tell you, if you're out at Walmart buying your kids or grandkids or nephews PS3 games, TJ, they're not going to be happy with you. The PS3 is old <laughs> How news. many generations am I behind? Am I you're two gen- behind? You're two behind, way behind. <laughs> I mean, those PS3 games, they don't travel well. I try no, to mess around. Notice so I didn't say Nintendo or Atari games. <laughs> that's right. So I'm a little right. better than that. I've been playing old Nintendo lately. It's, it's kind of embarrassing, but that's uh, for another show. I understand. But this number is too big. And I get it. The and we've seen the Eagles beat the brakes off of some teams. We've seen them look impressive. We just saw them basically end the general manager career of John Robinson at Tennessee. You know, Mike Vrabel was very unhappy with that AJ Brown trade when it happened. AJ Brown comes in there, smokes that secondary, which is right now the worst secondary in the league in terms of fantasy points allowed, and he's fired. But you're looking in Chicago this week, coming off a of bye week. Justin Fields getting a little more healthy. Cold weather, 20 degrees, 13 mile an hour winds. It's going to impact the passing game. And what have we seen from the Eagles when teams have success, particularly their one loss on Monday night to Washington? You run the football. Justin Fields adds a different dimension to that ground attack. I think David Montgomery has a nice game here. 10 points for me, too much. Colder, lower scoring game. I think that running game in Chicago keeps him in it. When I was having a hard time deciding between all the games, I said, screw it. Give me the one with the most points at home, 10-point dogs. You're not going to make a lot of money betting 10-point road favorites in the NFL. I'll take the 10 points at home with the Bears. And, of course, the Eagles did get the cover over the Giants last week. That's only the second time they covered on the road, though, this year. They're 2-4 and Mm -hmm. on the road. We'll see what happens. Gary, any final thought here? The Eagles look like the team to beat right now with Jalen Hurts at the controls. It, It is pretty incredible to watch. Uh, how that's unfolded in Philadelphia in just his second year as the starter. Will the mojo keep up? Gary, any quick thought here on this game at Chicago? And I was uh, I was completely wrong on Jalen Hurts. I had no belief that he was going to be an NFL quarterback. Uh, but aside from that, just looking at this game, these Eagles numbers are getting inflated uh, to the point of just ridiculousness, right? It's it, While I do have them power rated by more than 10 points against the Bears, it, this is still an insane number right now. So I, I I agree with Kyle on this. I mean, 10 is just absolutely bananas. We say it all the time on Three Dog Thursday, too many points. Kyle believes it's too many points. Not necessarily that Chicago is going to win, uh, but can Fields make some plays with his legs, kind of like what Jalen Hurts yep. does in certain situations to help him out. All right, there we go. There's three rounds in the books by means of recap. Here we go with what we're on. I won't go over all of it. Gary is like bowl crazy with his three <laughs> selections, as you will see, including a hefty double-digit uh, bowl underdog in the Florida Gators. I have one bowl underdog in Washington State. I have the Thursday night game with the Seahawks, and I still love uh, the Steelers, Kyle going all NFL, Dolphins Saturday night, and then a couple of Sunday 
underdogs on uh, one on the road and one at home with the Chicago Bears getting 10 points at home with the Eagles. Guys, we've come to the end of another edition of the program. Any final words of wisdom? Anything else? Kyle? Well, just to everyone, enjoy the McCormick Caesar Salad Bowl. I hope that uh, that goes well. Of course, I've enjoyed being here. I, I hope we're all back next week. I loved uh, seeing Gary. A lot of good spots this week. I agree with that Thursday night game, but there's still several other underdogs that I think are in live spots. Keep an eye on, you know, some of the, that Texans line. If that keeps that keeps getting inflated, we saw that last week. The Chiefs aren't great at covering spreads. Love the show. Hope to be back next week, and uh, I'll be rooting heavily, heavily, heavily for uh, the Titans and I guess Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan. I mean. Eastern Michigan to be good as well. Uh, yeah. Kyle, thank you. And again, Kyle, looking to be back. Gary, looking to be back as well. You want to roll before you've got the college football underdogs. We need to watch you and Parker and Kyle on the college football show all throughout the rest of December and January, all the way through the college football playoff and the championship game at SoFi Stadium when it all happens. Final thought, Gary, before we're done. Uh, everybody betting on these bowl games. Watch injuries, watch opt-outs, watch coaching hires. Pay attention to the information. At normally, when you're in the regular season, you want to bet these games early when you can get the best of the line. Not so much when you get into bowl season. You want to make sure that you have all of the possible information before you make a play. And as you lectured me, be careful if coordinators have taken the job and aren't going to coach the game. That's another factor. Some yes. are going to coach the game. Others aren't going to coach the game. Maybe that burns me. I still like Washington State in that matchup in the bowl game in Los Angeles with Fresno State. We'll see what happens. Guys, thank you. Kyle, Gary, thank you. Thank you to Kevin, Alejandro, everybody at BetUS. Again, you found us here on BetUS TV with Three Dog Thursday. Hit that like button. Make sure that you're subscribed on BetUS TV. Share us out. We're all about the underdogs. We have been picking them at a fantastic clip on this show, and you have found us on Three Dog Thursday. Bye.